for Tuesday, December 14th. It's the early word from the WNYC Newsroom. Hi there, I'm Isaac Davey Aronson with a look at this morning's top news, the day ahead, and reporting highlights from the WNYC News team. Coming up, Ilya Meretz has the tale of a Hollywood heartthrob, the governor of New York, and the battle over hydraulic fracturing, or as the cool kids call it, fracking. We start with this morning's top headlines just ahead. The Early Word is a production of WNYC Radio. You can support this podcast by making a donation at WNYC.org, where you can also get the latest updates on this morning's headlines on the news page. Richard Holbrook, a legendary diplomat who wrote part of the Pentagon Papers, was the architect of the 1995 Bosnia Peace Plan and served as President Obama's special envoy to Pakistan and Afghanistan, has died. He fell ill Friday and underwent emergency surgery the following day to repair a tear in his aorta. He was 69. Holbrook served under every Democratic president from Kennedy to Obama in a career that began with a foreign service posting in Vietnam in 1962. In Senate testimony in May of last year, he acknowledged the difficulty of his most recent assignment in Afghanistan and Pakistan. This is one tough issue for those of us, and I see at least two people in this podium who served in another war in a, in a distant land and another long ago. This is as tough as anything I've ever seen before. In statements, Obama called Holbrook a true giant of American foreign policy, and Secretary of State Hillary Clinton called him one of America's fiercest champions and most dedicated public servants. President Obama says a test vote in the Senate approving a new tax compromise shows both sides of the aisle can work together. The package should shortly move to the House, where Democrats have expressed opposition to the deal. President Obama says he shares some of their concerns. But that's the nature of compromise, sacrificing something that each of us cares about to move forward on what matters to all of us. Right now, that's growing the economy and creating jobs. The deal would extend tax cuts for all Americans while extending unemployment benefits. Many Democrats have accused the president of caving too easily to GOP demands for continued tax breaks for the wealthiest. A federal judge in Virginia has ruled against a provision of the nation's new health care law requiring all Americans to have health insurance or pay a fine. It's the first time a federal judge has found part of the law unconstitutional. The White House says implementation will not be affected. Major portions of the law, including the insurance mandate, don't take effect until 2014. In New York, almost 90 percent of city teachers get tenure once they finish an initial three-year probationary period. But as WNYC's Beth Fertig reports, the city is trying to make it harder to receive that lifetime protection. Principals are getting new guidelines that encourage them to grade teachers more rigorously than before. They'll look at a teacher's classroom instruction, contribution to the school community, and how students score on state exams. Teachers judged effective for two years in a row should be given tenure, and those who don't measure up will remain on probation. Deputy Chancellor John White calls it a culture shift in which tenure is the highest reward instead of the de facto option. The teachers' union questions why the Bloomberg administration has taken so long to set new guidelines. It says the real problem is the large number of teachers who leave within three years before being eligible for tenure because they aren't supported. For WNYC, I'm Beth Fertig. The city's fire commissioner says severe budget cuts are forcing his department to cut overnight shifts at 20 firehouses. At a city council hearing yesterday, Sal Cassano said both engine and ladder companies are at risk. He told Councilwoman Elizabeth Crowley that even neighborhoods with a single firehouse are vulnerable. There'll be some single companies in there, I'm sure. When you have to do 20, there's no way in the world that I can do just double companies. 
So then uh, certain neighborhoods will have the entirety of their firehouse closed That's at correct. nighttime? That's correct. Cassano said some of those 20 firehouses will face permanent closure at night, while others will close on a rotating basis. He told reporters he'll release the list by the end of the week. The closings don't require council approval, but the fire department must give a 45-day notice. Meanwhile, CUNY administrators say if the Bloomberg administration's budget cuts go through, students will lose out right away. At a council hearing yesterday, they said the funding cuts would force CUNY to reduce staff and course offerings at community colleges at a time when enrollment is up. Bronx Councilman James Vaca asked about the students attending classes this spring. Unless the council restores these funds, I think students should know many of them have already registered for next term and they may find their sections collapsed or gone. CUNY supporters also questioned why it faces a bigger percentage of budget cuts than the city school system. The Bloomberg administration says the Department of Education and Uniformed Services are allowed to cut less than CUNY because of their importance to the city. Governor Patterson has signed a bill into law that offers greater protections for workers who are cheated out of their wages. In the past, employers opted to pay a nominal fine instead of paying the money they owe their workers. It is galling to know that hardworking New Yorkers are having... Uh, their resources pinched by unscrupulous employers. Now they'll face up to a year in jail for violations. Patterson says government regulators will have to rely on workers to tell them if their employer is holding back their pay. Four bodies have been discovered at a Long Island beach during a search for a missing New Jersey woman. Suffolk County police say three bodies were found Monday at Oak Beach, which is on a remote barrier island that divides the Great South Bay and the Atlantic Ocean. The bodies were near where skeletal remains were discovered over the weekend. They've been searching the area in response to a missing person report made in May when a Jersey City prostitute vanished after arranging to meet a client on nearby Fire Island. New Jersey is set to become the 14th state in the country where residents can legally use marijuana for medical purposes. But first, the governor and the legislature have to agree on a set of regulations. The New Jersey Senate rejected the Christie administration's proposed rules yesterday, with some members saying they would cause patients to jump through hoops to treat their pain. Chris Goldstein with the Medical Marijuana Coalition of New Jersey says the vote sends a strong message. The Assembly had already passed this resolution and now the Senate has followed suit. So at this point, the entire legislature has agreed that Governor Christie's proposed rules are outside the intent of the law. The legislature objects to several rules, including a provision that would limit the potency of the drug. The administration has 30 days to rewrite its proposal. Taking a look at today's calendar, President Obama meets with his national security team on Afghanistan and Pakistan, where the absence of late special envoy Richard Holbrook will surely be acutely felt. A bail hearing is scheduled in London for WikiLeaks founder Julian Assange. He's fighting extradition to Sweden on charges of sexual assault. The Federal Reserve announces what action it will take, if any, on interest rates. Other economic reports include retail sales and the producer price index for November and October business inventories. In New York, CUNY faculty and students plan to protest the approval of a tuition increase, which university officials say is made necessary by the budget cuts planned by the Bloomberg administration. The city's panel for education policy, chaired by outgoing schools Chancellor Joel Klein, meets in Brooklyn, and it's likely to be Klein's last appearance before city parents, many of whom have not always seen eye to eye with the chancellor. And it's a big day for all you birders out there. Today marks the start of the annual Audubon Christmas Bird Count, which runs until January 5th. Happy bird watching! Just a few of the things happening this Tuesday.
The term fracking, short for hydraulic fracturing, has moved from an obscure type of natural gas extraction to a cause celeb debated by movie stars. Environmentalists won an important battle this year when the state legislature imposed a temporary ban on the practice. But then Governor Patterson undid some of that work this weekend when he permitted some types of fracking to continue. WNYC's Ilya Meretz reports Patterson's move essentially passes a decision on regulating the practice on to the next governor. Let's get one thing clear. Contrary to the way the name sounds, fracking is not a lewd dance move that's infected our young people. But it has provoked plenty of hand-wringing. Many people believe fracking will contaminate drinking water supplies. At a rally Monday, actor Mark Ruffalo described a meeting he had with Pennsylvanians whose drinking water was spoiled by a nearby gas well. They don't have clean drinking water. I mean, what more basic thing can you have as a human being than that? Ruffalo, of course, played the irresponsible sperm donor dad in the summer hit The Kids Are All Right. But he said in real life, he's a responsible father who's just raising three kids in the Hudson Valley and wants to leave them a cleaner earth. He told the crowd he had personally lobbied Governor Patterson to sign a temporary fracking ban that passed both houses of the legislature. And it was a very good conversation. Maybe. Or... Maybe the heartthrob isn't Patterson's type. One day later, the governor vetoed the bill. From a government perspective, you cannot take the action to shut down a whole industry. But here it gets complicated. Patterson nixed the ban, he said, to enable safer forms of drilling to continue. But he also ordered a more limited drilling timeout and asked for an additional layer of environmental review of fracking, which means the slow machine of government will probably chew on the issue well into the Cuomo administration. Environmentalists say they're disappointed some fracking got the green light, but that overall, Patterson's move is a good thing. More scrutiny means better regulations. The gas industry says the risks of fracking have been exaggerated and that gas drilling could bring in big bucks for a state that badly needs new sources of revenue. For WNYC, I'm Ilya Meritz. We'll wrap up with the gig alert. I'll look at tonight's music scene. Today, Leah Isis, a pianist and singer and a rising star in New York's indie scene. Her ethereal vocals and experimental pop songwriting have earned her comparisons to Feist and Cat Power. Leah Isis releases her sophomore album, Grown Unknown, next month. And tonight she plays a set at the Mercury Lounge. To download the title track from her upcoming album, just stop by our culture page. Click culture at wnyc.org. And you can learn more about all the stories you heard here, download more podcasts, and go in depth with our reporters on the news blog. That's all at our website, wnyc.org. You can hear us there 24 hours a day, as well as on the air at 93.9 FM and AM 820. From the WNYC Newsroom, I'm Isaac Davy Aronson. Make it a great Tuesday. <laughs>